Welcome to the Kingdom Advancement Cathedral of Worship, where we purpose to make Jesus famous one soul at a time. We want you to come on out and worship with us every Sunday at 3 p.m. Our address is 10803 Deering Road, Louisville, Kentucky. We also have Thursday Night Live, where we take the time to explore the Word of God and its application to our daily lives. But if you can't catch that, catch us every Monday at 7.30 p.m. at the Daily Gospel Network. God bless you, and we love to have you. And um, today is going to be a magnanimous word. We're going to be dealing with Zophar, um, Job's friend, um, the, the, the ending of this first round of conversation is what we're going to be dealing with today. Um, but before we get started, can we uh, bow our heads and present God with a word of prayer? Father God, we come to you right now as humbly as we know how. We ask you that right now, Father God, you come into this place and give us a sense of satisfaction of having your presence among us, Father God. Father God, I pray that today something that is said will change and transform somebody's life to the renewing of Jesus Christ and come into a saving relationship with him as the Messiah. Father God, I pray that right now, as always, that you would hide me behind the cross, use me as a moving vessel, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In the name of the most matchless, precious name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, um, we're going to be coming today out of Job, the 11th chapter. We're going to be digging deep out of Job, the 11th chapter. Um, Zophar is, is Job's third friend, and we're going to be looking at what he had to say in a response to everything that's been going on in Job's life. Um, Zophar, he... he um, is the third friend that has spoken and each round of conversations because they'll all have a simple monologue it'll be job with his first one then it was um job's three friends that spoke and job spoke between each three of them and then they're going to go through another round of speaking but starting in 11 verse or chapter 11 we're going to be starting in verse one and it's going to read it like this then zophar the namite replied are all of these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Will your idle talk reduce men to silence? Will no one rebuke you when you mock? You say to God, my beliefs are flawless and I am pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God should speak and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom, for true wisdom has two sides. 
know this god has even forgotten some of your sin can you fathom the mysteries of god can you probe the limits of the almighty are higher than the heavens what can you do they are deeper than the depths of the grave what can you know their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea if he could along and confines you in the prison and convince a court who can oppose him surely he recognizes deceitful men and when he sees evil does he not take note but a witless man can no more become wise than a wild donkey colt can be born a man yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent then you will lift up your face without shame and you will stand firm without fear you will surely forget your trouble and recalling it only as waters gone by life will brighten life will be brighter than no man no than noonday and darkness will become like morning you will be secure because there is hope you will look about you and take your rest in safety you will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favor but the eyes of the wicked will fail and escape will endure them their hope will become a dying gasp amen amen so now this is a, a interesting monologue that we're looking at here today Zephor, the least tactful of the three friends, made direct accusations against Job, repeating the common refrain that Job was being punished for some sin. In a speech recorded in chapter 12, Job agreed in principle that God rewards the righteous and punishes the wicked but in his own case he knew he was innocent no matter how convincing his friends arguments had to protest against them verse 14 says if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent 
then you will lift up your face without shame and will stand firm and without fear. The thing about Zophar is he continues to go on and on and on and repeat what the other two friends had to say. He wants to repeat what they had to say when Eliphaz and Bildad came and they had their particular monologue to give to Job. And not only did he repeat them, but he dug a little bit deeper. And now, working in the restaurant business for so long, and I worked in management. And when I was working in management, there was a particular protocol that would take place if something were to happen like a robbery. You would divide up all the people into, all the employees and the people that were inside of the building into separate areas of the building. And you would each speak with each one of them separately in order to find out their version of what happened. And you would do so with the police. And while doing that, you would separate them because they would tend to, if they were together, continue to talk about that dramatic situation that has come upon their table. And as they spoke about it, and this person would speak and that person would speak, it would seem that the story would all seem to lean a certain direction because they've spoken about it for so long that when the officers came, it turned out to be the same story. But whenever an officer has everybody divided out and they speak to them individually, you're able to actually take different portions of the story, eat the meat, spit out the bones, and figure out what's truly being said right now. And right now, this is what's kind of happened with Job, is his three friends, they came together to meet with them. Um, it, it, they, they, they came and they sat down, and the Bible says in chapter 2, verses 11 through um, verse 13, it says, when Job's three friends, uh, Eliphaz, the Tamanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namanite, heard about all the trouble that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and met together by arrangement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. Now, uh, I'm going to stop right there because uh, 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 it's intriguing to me whenever I look at how these particular individuals, these so-called friends of Job, they were all prepared to come and speak to Job individually. But they came together and spoke about what they were going to speak about with Job prior to the situation, and they came with a direct motive on their mind. Their direct motive was to sympathize with their friends, and they came in agreements to do so. And they came from all different distances, and they went to do it. And verse 12 says, and when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They became they, they began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. They got to the point where they got with Job and they were already upset because they had spoke together about it and then they spoke to Job. But brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to get you to understand is prior to even speaking to Job, they sat down and they spoke with each other 
and they spoke. And they came with very, very similar opinions. And so when Zafar came and he had his opportunity to say things, he sounded very similar to Bildad um, because he had been with Bildad this whole particular time. He sounded very similar to Eliphaz because he had been with Eliphaz this whole particular time. And then Zafar was the last person to speak. So he, he spoke in a way of repeating what the others had already said. But the thing that was distinctly different about Zafar's monologue was he actually took the time to specifically blame Job for what he has done wrong. And he has said that he has, has misrepresented who God is. And he said that uh, you say that in verse four, he says, you say to God, my beliefs are flawless and I am pure in your sight. And then verse five says, oh, how I wish that God would speak and that he would open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom for true wisdom has two sides. Know this, God has even forgotten some of your sin. See, Zafar is trying to say that, uh, 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 yes, yes, you might want to think that you're, you're blameless and upright, but you've done something. Something has happened in your life, and the God that, 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 that we serve, he has, he has forgotten some of your sin, but the other sin he has punished you for, and you shall no longer sit there and establish in yourself that you have not done anything wrong, because that is not at all the case. The case is the fact that you have been accused and you have been prosecuted by God and God's raining down upon you. Now this is not fair for Zafar to make this particular comment to Job. It's not fair for him to say these things because Job knows he has done no wrong. He knows he has done it. Now, once again, we uh, 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 do not have uh, Job uh, 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 being able to see what is going on in that heavenly realm and what's going on with that conversation between God and Job, but uh, I mean, God and, and, and the divine counsel. But what we do see right here is Job digging deep right here in 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 or Zephora digging deep right here in, into who Job is and digging into Job's personal life and trying to 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 say that that J there's no way that Job could be wise and Job was as dumb as a donkey's colt and he said that a donkey's colt can't bear no no man, he says, but but you think that you're a wise, but you're actually a witless man. And he is saying that any witless man cannot be wise, just like a, a donkey's cult can't bore a man. Uh, 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 um, but 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 you claim to be this particular wise individual, but your wisdom is not true. You're not that wise. You're not that special. If you were that wise and that special, then God would have blessed you ongoing. He wouldn't have taken away everything he did for you. You may have at one point been wise. You may have one point done those things, but you have fallen short. Zafar is attacking Job's integrity. He's attacking who Job is in a personal 
manner. But Job is not going to put to uh, prevent himself to be uh, subject himself to be torn down by what Zafar is saying to him. Uh, Job is not going to allow those things because Zafar is trying to break Job down so that Job can actually start to agree with what his three friends are saying. Now, what I understand about things like this is any man who does not even agree with his wife, he ain't going to agree with you either. That's just what it is. See, Job's wife told him to curse God and die. Job's wife said that that he had he had done wrong and something had happened and Job still didn't do it. So what makes you think that even after all this time, you as my friend can make me think differently? And that's what Job's getting at. He's he's saying that, that, that this cannot be what you think it is. See, they, they want to depict Job as somebody who he's not based off of the God that they don't truly understand. Now, let me help you understand that. God in himself, he is somebody that we cannot understand. Now, if we could understand the majestic nature of God and his majestic way of doing things and operating on this earth, he wouldn't be God. Let me let that sink in for you for a second. And now I'm going to say it to you one more time. If we could understand and be able to dictate and break down God's majestic nature of doing things, then he wouldn't be God. Now let me break this down to you like a fraction. If you knew how to create the universe, then God would no longer be who he is. If you knew how to die on the cross for sin for all of humanity, God would not be who he is. See, the carnal flesh mind does not have the ability to actually fathom what God is actually doing in the spirit realm. See, I was speaking to a, 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 a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, just on the way to church this evening. And he was telling me that it has become a thing across this world that Christians seem to not understand what's truly going on in the spirit realm around them. That there is a spiritual war, a, a spiritual warfare that is taking place and a battle that is taking place globally and it is not understood. That with this time of pandemic and this time of things opening up that the world is fighting an unseen battle, literally an unseen battle that is killing people left and right. But the church refuses to address the spiritual warfare because they're too caught up with the individual drama in the house. See, we have gone to a place right now that the church can no longer be worried about those naysayers that came together in a group to speak on behalf of what God has truly going on. But right here, you need more people like Job that in spite of what's going on 
around them. In spite of what people are saying, they are still worshiping God. They are getting on their face and praying and not allowing this spiritual battle on the outside in the spiritual realm to affect their mental psyche and keeping them at a cool, calm, and collected manner. See, although Job had his moment in times of questioning God's choices, he wanted to know why God chose to do this to him. But one thing we can say about Job is he kept it cool. Job has not gone to the point where he took his own life. Job might feel depressed. He might feel like he don't want to live no more, but Job still fights to live another day. He still wakes back up another day. It said that they sat with Job for seven days and seven nights, and they said nothing, but Job continued to wake up the next day. See, sometimes in our lives, despite what's going on, despite the zophars in your life, despite the bildads in your life, despite the illophases in your life, you have got to get to a point where you can keep a cool head. You can keep calm. You can keep consistent in spite of what's going on. You can stay focused on the mark. See, God has not placed you on this earth because he wanted to leave you suffering and struggling but he wanted to make a change in your life. And right now, I pray that somebody in the midst of this Bible study received a change in their life due to God, that they decided to make a, a, a decision for Jesus Christ. Now, now uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this thing up today because I need y'all to understand that uh, 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 there's always going to be people in your life. And those people that are in your life will transform in you. Whether they're good or bad, they'll make a change in you. See, you have to learn how to take everything for what it's worth. God places people in your life so that you can learn something. And sometimes you go through negative. Sometimes people will tear you down and break you down. But it will not ruin your life. Now, brothers and sisters, we almost out of here. I just want to to take this moment to, to 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 invite you to come with us to worship on sunday we worship every sunday at three o'clock um if you can't make it here in person you can definitely join with us via all of our social media via our website um our uh, worship um is a wonderful magnanimous time in the Lord and we just greatly greatly wonderful what greatly greatly want to experience you in the house 
on that time. Um, we also have our Thursday Night Live Bible Study Podcast. We definitely want you to join with us uh, every Thursday at 7 o'clock for our Thursday Night Live Bible Study Podcast. And also catch up with us on Sunday or Mondays at 7.30 p.m. for our uh, Daily Gospel Network. You can catch that on all the different um, uh uh, uh, online platforms, Amazon uh, Fire Stick, uh, 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 Android TV, Apple TV, and everything like that, or even on Facebook. So we just definitely want you to be a part of that. Now let me pray with you before we get out of here um, for this evening. Father God, we come to you right now as humbly as we know how, and we pray that somebody was was impacted by this word today, that somebody was changed by this word today. And we pray that right now, Father God, that uh, that this word deeps down in somebody and they decide to make a decision for Jesus Christ. Um, we lift you up as always, Father God, as the most high, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And we just thank you in the most precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.